Welcome, welcome to the best five minute wine podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Kelly. From the seed to the glass, wine has a past. Our aim at the best five minute wine podcast is to look for adventure at wineries around the globe. After all, great minds think alike. Let's start the adventure. Our featured winery is... In our last episode, we talked with Todd White, founder and CEO of Dry Farm Wines, and he explained how many additives that the FDA allows in wine. There's 76 additives approved by the FDA for the use in winemaking. Four of them are quite toxic. The most toxic is dimethyl dicarbonate, marketed under the brand name Chemical Valcarin. It's used to treat Brettanomyces, which is the most common bacterial fault in wine. It's highly toxic. And if you go to dimethyl dicarbonate on Wikipedia, you'll see how toxic it is. Okay, I did look it up on Wikipedia and dimethyl dicarbonate. It is classified as toxic. The first warning is harmful if swallowed. It's also toxic by inhalation. It causes burns. Well, that's not really something that you want to be ingesting, especially if you're going to be drinking it over a lifetime. Now, the public doesn't know about these additives, some in fairness, which are natural. Uh, many are not. The wine industry spends millions of dollars a year in lobby money to keep contents labeling and nutritional information off of wine. So you don't have any idea how much sugar is in the wine you're drinking. To people who care about their health, sugar is a very important thing they want to know about. So our job is education. The wine sells itself. Now that brings up the question at dryfarmwines.com. Because of these strict guidelines, why don't you carry any domestic wines? The reason being is that they're are not really any U.S. wines that meet our criteria. And so if you talk about U.S. wines, there are a number of difficult criteria for them to meet. And they're in the order of dry farming. So almost all domestic vineyards are irrigated. Number two, alcohol. We don't accept any alcohol over 12.5%, and that's lab tested by us. Alcohol stated on a wine bottle is not required by law to be accurate. So we do lab testing for alcohol. So There are virtually no U.S. wines made that are 12.5% or lower in alcohol, virtually none. And then the third most prevalent reason that a U.S. wine wouldn't qualify for our program is cost. So all of our wines sell for exactly the same amount. They're $22 a bottle. There are no U.S. wines that meet our criteria of organic or biodynamic dry farming and alcohol that cost anywhere close to $22. The primary driver on a domestic wine price is going to be the cost of the land. All of the U.S. vineyard costs are just so much higher than the capital cost of land in Europe and places like Beaujolais, where anywhere across Europe, where most of these small family farms that produce natural wines that we buy wine from, most of them are multi-generational landowners. So they don't have any capital costs. We're constantly being told to hydrate, drink more water. That philosophy does not transfer to grapevines. There are a lot of reasons not to irrigate a grapevine, and in most of Europe, it's against the law to irrigate a grapevine. Europeans who've been making wine for over 3,000 years know what we know. The moment you irrigate a grapevine, you fundamentally change the physiology of how the fruit ripens. It also makes for a lazy vine, and the fruit is actually less healthy. So the polyphenols, flavonoids and antiflavonoids and other health compounds that are found primarily in red wines are actually reduced with irrigation. They're also reduced with non-organic farming. But the real issue on irrigation is that, yes, stress does create a higher quality fruit. Even people who irrigate know that because that's the reason that you space vines close together. It's also the reason that 
you see wine companies, even the ones that are irrigated, will tout hillside fruit. You know, a hillside selection is superior because any fruit that grows on a hillside is under greater stress than that fruit that grows on flat ground, whether it's irrigated or not. So, yes, I think everybody universally agrees that stress is helpful in creating a higher quality and character of fruit. But here's the thing with irrigation. You see, it's cheaper and easier to farm using irrigation. It also creates a higher yield and fruit that weighs more. Might not surprise you when you fill a grape berry with water, it weighs more. Fruit sold by the ton. So irrigation is about money. Irrigation didn't come to California for grape farming until the early 1970s. So prior to that, everything in California was also dry farmed for grape farming. Now, less than 1% of California vineyards are dry farmed. Because as I said, dry farming is more difficult. It requires more work. And it's more expensive. In our next episode, we'll find out what happens when you drink a wine. Low alcohol, sugar-free, toxic-free. Thank you for listening. I'm Forrest Kelly. This episode of the Best 5-Minute Wine Podcast was produced by iHizzer. If you like the show, please tell your friends and pets and subscribe. Until next time, pour the wine and ponder your next adventure. Hi, before you go, we have exciting news. The best five-minute wine podcast has teamed with a breakthrough technology and added a new feature on our website that's bound to elevate your podcast experience. Here is where we need your help. Trying to remember something from an episode? Don't worry. Search for it and we will find it for you. Have you ever thought you could just ask questions and chat about the episodes as if you were talking to me? Well, now you can. That's right. Our episodes are now interactive and they're waiting to have a conversation with you. Jump into a chat with our podcast and let's get the conversation started. Try it out and tell us what you think. Click on the banner at the top of the website, thebestwinepodcast.com to try it. 